in a week we'll know whether the new UK Prime Minister is going to be the super wealthy Richie Sunak or the Thatcher-loving Liz Truss. Odds in favour of Truss? Not surprising when you consider she has the ringing endorsement of... Uh, Tony Abbott. Ian is still missing in action, so joining us is another of his Oh God, What Now co-hosts in Ros Taylor. Ros has a background as a freelance print and broadcast journalist. She's worked with the Beeb, the Guardian, and the London School of Economics and Political Science, and she's now a contributing editor at Podmasters, who published both the Oh God, What Now podcast and the other podcast she co-host called The Bunker. Roz, welcome. I understand that as well as Tony Abbott, and we'll deal with that later, uh, Liz has the great support of Zelensky. Why? Well, she's always been very supportive of the UK's efforts in Ukraine. She's made sure she's really been competing with Boris Johnson on this front. She goes there as often as possible, sometimes even dresses up in a, in a bearskin hat to look more local. But her aim is to show just how powerful and how tough on Russia she is going to be on the world stage. And that extends to China too, which has caused some, shall we say, tensions with China. She is looked on with a great deal of suspicion by the Russians and the Chinese. Now, Dublin's newspaper of record, the Irish Times, dismissed her as an ineffectual foreign minister who campaigned against Brexit and then cheered it. So is Western Europe keen on her? Well, the Baltics are, in other words, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, because they, of course, feel threatened by Russia. So they, she has quite a lot of support there. But for the rest of the EU, especially France and uh, even more so Ireland, she is regarded with a great deal of suspicion. She has no way that we can see of of sorting out the abiding problem with the Northern Ireland Protocol, which of course is a complicated dispute that decides whether and how Northern Ireland can stay in the single market or not. Currently it is. We know that Moscow and Beijing don't like her at all, but she has the ringing endorsement of our former Prime Minister, Tony Abbott. Remind us of the circumstances. Yes, she invited him to join the UK Board of Trade. Uh, and that helped to secure Britain a free trade agreement with Australia at the end of last year, which she was very, very proud of. Now, throughout the Brexit process, Liz Truss has been dead keen on the idea of a special relationship, trading relationship between Canada, New Zealand and the UK and Australia. And she has relentlessly pushed for that. She's always giving speeches to Australian-based think tanks. She's clearly got a great interest in Australia. But, of course, this is a very small-scale um, free trade agreement simply because you guys are so very far away from us. It will only apparently lead to a 0.0% .0 increase in GDP in the next 10 years, which is not an awful lot. Roz, I have to make the point that while she gets uh, the, the thumbs up from uh, Tony Abbott, another former Prime Minister and Paul Keating describes her remarks about possible Chinese activity in the Pacific as, and I quote, demented. So I suppose that, that, that gives us equilibrium or balance. But she will need to establish a relationship with our shiny, bright new Labour Prime Minister. She might find that a bit difficult. She might. She very much wants to join your CPTPP 
partnership. She's very keen on doing that. Now she's got a trade deal. But Liz Truss is not a progressive. She has moved steadily to the right for the last 10 years. And I don't see how a Labour prime minister can work with her closely. For example, on things like net zero, she is adamantly opposed even to things like solar panels in fields in Britain. A couple of weeks ago, she said that she didn't want to see them in fields. She wanted to see animals there instead. This is the <laughs> level of debate that we are having in a country that is uh, reached full 40 degrees for the first time two weeks ago. The more you talk about her, the more she makes uh, Sunak seem attractive, but he hasn't a hope in that hell now? It doesn't look as though he does. It's hard to know exactly how Conservative members are voting in this election because there are relatively few of them, so you can't poll them very much. But from everything we know, she is pretty much a shoe-in for this job. You make the point that she's swimming against the tide in some ways as both here and in the US more progressive governments have been uh, voted in and the government with which she would have been more closely aligned has uh, been ousted. You mean the uh, Trump administration? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, it has. And she doesn't have great relationships with Joe Biden's administration. Uh, America has never really been her priority at all. And we don't see much evidence of that changing. There's very little likelihood of a free trade deal with the US in any time soon. Ros, what about uh, former Tory MP Matthew Paris? He's uh, no fan of trust. Yes, I understand he was on your programme quite recently uh, explaining what he thought of her. Yeah, he describes her as crackers, and he's not the only one. I've heard other senior Tory and ex-Tory politicians ex uh, describing her in the same way. She has a strangely robotic manner, which she is really struggling to overcome. For example, when she open, uh, answers questions, there will be a strange pause between the question and the answer, as if you could almost hear the cogs whirring. Until she joined the leadership contest, she was best known for a very strange speech she gave a few years ago, complaining that Britain wasn't exporting enough cheese to Europe and it was importing too many apples. She does not have the charisma or the ability to connect with the public that you would normally expect of a Tory leader in this position. Ros, is she getting the nod from Boris? I think she's only getting the nod from Boris because Boris knows just how bad things are going to be for her and he still cherishes ambitions of returning to the stage. You might remember that he said hasta la vista when he <laughs> left number 10 and <laughs> earlier this summer. He still thinks that he could make a comeback and indeed if you ask Conservative members, they say they would prefer to keep Boris Johnson even after all that we've gone through. Than yeah, I, I found that quite shocking looking at those polls figures. Here he is. He'd, he'd win in a, in a three-horse race, wouldn't he? He would, certainly among um, Conservative members, but the wider public is a different question altogether. And now that she's spent two or three months trying to persuade Conservative members how aligned she is with them and how right-wing she is, she now actually has to reach out to the general public and show that she can solve some of the enormous problems that are facing Britain at the moment. OK, let's assume she's elected Tory part by Tory party members on September 5. As you say, major challenges, one of which will be this wave of strikes. Will she handle these a la Thatcher? It is very hard to say. She does have some room for manoeuvre. 
Inflation at the moment in Britain is pretty high. It's over 10% now, and that is basically what has led to these strikes. We are seeing already the railways, the underground, the buses going on strike. In September, criminal barristers will join them, postal workers, dock workers. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, stop. Barristers are going on strike? (laughs) That's right. Criminal barristers, not civil barristers. So that essentially means that any criminal trial just can't go ahead. And it's an, it's an unlimited, it starts on 5th of September and there's no, there's no end date. They are going on strike. Are they, are they demanding more guilty verdicts or more findings of innocence? They simply want more money. <laughs> they are they are massively underpaid for the job they do, and they want a twenty five percent increase in their pay. Oh my God! So forty thousand rail workers, one hundred and fifteen thousand Royal Mail workers. The country is falling apart. It is, and it's not just them. School teachers and nurses are balloting for strikes this autumn as well. So where Thatcher only had to face down the coal miners in the early 80s, she has to face down something much more akin to what we remember, those of us who are old enough to remember in the UK, as the winter of discontent or even the general strike. This is enormous because every single profession is affected by the rise in the cost of living. I'm broadcasting from a city which has been uh, troubled by train strikes this very day and, of course, we are sharing rising energy bills with you but nothing like the £6,000 per year that we're seeing in London. No, it's a huge projected rise. It's already gone up from around seven, 800 a year or so ago to... Uh, estimated 2,000, and it's going to go up again and again. And so far, Liz Truss has been pretty much entirely silent on how she intends to tackle this. There is a vague bit about help will be coming, but her main selling point for the leadership election has been that she's going to cut taxes. Cutting taxes, as we know, will help people mostly who pay more taxes, and those are people who are better off, not the poorest who are going to struggle to pay these enormous bills. Now, Ros, before before I, no, let you, I before I let you go, I've got to squeeze this in. To hell with trust. Tell me about trust, the book you're writing on the future of that. Yes, that's right. It's a fascinating time. So it's about political trust, of course, and Liz Truss inevitably has been talking about how much she wants to be trusted. But it's also about how we'll think about trust in the metaverse and in faced with the climate emergency. How is that going to change when we're in the metaverse? Do we have to be surrounded by a bubble as Zuckerberg wants us to be? So because he doesn't trust us to virtually trust uh, touch each other. There are so many fascinating aspects to this and it's uh, really enjoying writing that. Well, I'm going to book you in for a chat about the book and thank you very much for coming on. Ros Taylor, co-host of the Oh God, What Now and the Bunker podcasts, a contributing editor at Podmasters, former editor at The Guardian UK and until recently, editor at the London School of Economics and Politics. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.